Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Folks, it's still the economy, stupid. That is the thing that is still going to drive the most people out when election time rolls around, whether it's the state-level elections coming up this year or the federal elections coming up next year, everybody is going to be concerned about the economy. The new inflation numbers have come out today. The economy, the inflation uh, has cooled a little bit. It's now 3% year over year as opposed to 4% in May. The month-to-month numbers have dropped about 0.2%. So inflation is cooling. But the devil is in the details. When you take core inflation, which is stripping out the volatile food and energy prices, what you get is an inflation rate of 4.8%. What's more, the numbers that we have aren't good, especially compared to wage growth in the country. Wage growth is still not quite outpacing inflation. So while you may be making more, you're still paying more than you're increasing your wages. That's not good. Now, inflation is at its lowest level in two years. Wages are growing reportedly at 4.4%. So overall, it looks like wages are outpacing inflation. But take out falling energy prices. Take out the volatile food prices. Core inflation still 4.8%. Where is the extra expense coming from? There are four key areas, and this is huge, particularly with the news that we have kind of going on around us right now. Rent is up 8.3% in the United States. Dining is up 7.7%. Car maintenance is up 12.7%. Car insurance up 16.9%. Here's where it gets worse. The reason inflation is still cooling is because energy prices are cooling a bit. As you can tell from the dining numbers, dining is still up. Grocery stores are still up. There is a new report that's out from, let's see, this is up on MSN. Where is this sourced out? The Washington Post. A growing number of Americans are using payment installment apps. They used to use them for big ticket items. Uh, uh, Data from Adobe Analytics says that consumers who formerly used uh, payment installment plans for big ticket items are now using them for everyday necessities like groceries. The number of Americans who do this has surged by 40% in the first two months of 2023. 
In this Washington Post story, Gracie Williams is mentioned. She's the primary earner in a household that includes her ailing mother and her younger brother. She's a South Carolina librarian. She makes $2,100 a month in take-home pay. Her late father's retirement benefits are also part of the family income. She's currently using an app called Klarna, a buy-now-pay-later app that most people had been using prior to 2023 to finance Pelotons, laptops, other big-ticket merchandise. Klarna and other buy-now-pay-later services are increasingly being tapped for groceries, according to Adobe Analytics. With inflation still elevated and consumer debt at record highs, industry experts expect more Americans will lean on such services to afford necessities like food and school supplies. This is a story that came out earlier today. Such services have been percolating for new for years about uh, but have exploded in popularity early in the coronavirus pandemic when millions of Americans lost their jobs, even as the job market and broader economy have recovered. Many consumers have continued to lean on payment installment programs, particularly as rapid inflation has made everyday needs like groceries, gas, housing, and health care much more expensive. The $309 billion industry is projected to swell more than 25% by 2026, according to the annex analytics company Global Data. Services like Klarna, Affirm, and Afterpay offer cash-strapped consumers immediate liquidity, For households earning $20,001 to $50,000 a year, women, uh, black and Hispanic adults, they're all more likely to use the buy now, pay later services. Users also don't have to pay interest if they meet the payment in four installments. So you can buy now, pay later with no interest if you can pay off your groceries in four installments. Groceries. Buy now, pay later on a short-term loan for groceries. And Joe Biden is touring the country, telling everyone that Bidenomics is working. That things are great. The economy is great. And you have Democrats uh, you have progressives, progressive et- economists, people in the Biden administration, Democrats on TV, all saying, hey, the economy's great. Why aren't you guys enjoying this? Because the people who say that kind of thing are the people who live in the ivory towers that are the East and West Coast major urban areas. We're sure the economy is doing fine for them. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's approval rating remains at a historic low of around 40 percent. And a majority of respondents are citing the economy as their primary concern. So again, I say what I said recently. Where is the candidate for the Republican Party? who is going to sit down with voters, talk to them about the kitchen table issues, talk to them 
about their pocketbook. Talk to them about the fact that they're using payment installment plans to buy groceries. Where is that candidate who is going to do that and break through? Because again, the Cold War can only take you so far. Being anti-Trump can only take you so far. Being pro-Trump can only take you so far. Talking about big tech and the culture wars and LGBT and trans and all this other stuff, that can only take you so far. If you look at Ron DeSantis's numbers, you can tell there is a ceiling on the woke stuff. You'll notice People are still talking about the trans stuff. Nobody's talking about critical race theory right now. Nobody's having that argument right now. That fell by the wayside. The trans stuff is going to fall by the wayside. The Federal Reserve is looking at the inflation numbers today, and they're likely going to hike rates again. Right now, the interest rate is between five and five and a quarter percent. They're probably going to hike the interest rate again this month. When they skipped it in June, most of the Federal Reserve Board members said they pretty much have figured there's going to be at least two more rate hikes this year. This is the seventh month of the year. So you have one in July. You have at least one more this year. August, September, October, November, December, five more months. One out of the next five months will have a rate increase. So by the time it's all said and done, the interest rate will be somewhere between five and a half and five and three quarters percent. At Best. That's affecting a lot of people right now. And if inflation doesn't cool down, doesn't get below that 2%, things will only continue to be bad for the American consumer. And right now, the American consumer, it doesn't matter what Joe Biden and his administration and the Democrats and the media say about the economy. Right now, the American consumer doesn't feel like things are better. They feel like they are still struggling. They are looking at their bank accounts and they still see that they are struggling. The very fact that they are using payment apps, buy now, pay later apps for groceries is a big sign they don't feel confident in the economy. Where are the candidates who are going to talk about that? Is it time for Ron DeSantis to pivot away from that? Is Donald Trump going to talk about that at his big fundraiser dinner in Metairie? Yes, that news came out today. You can see it on kpl965.com. He's coming to Louisiana for a big, expensive fundraiser dinner. Is he going to talk about that with the clearly wealthy donors who are going to be there? Where's Nikki Haley on this? Where's Tim Scott on this? Where's uh, Mike Pence and Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and all these other candidates who are running? Where are they on the issue of the economy right now? Because they're all talking these broader cultural things that at the end of the day, everybody sitting around the kitchen table at their house, looking at their bills, they're not worried about a trans book in a kid's section in a library. They're worried about how they're going to afford to send their kids to school with a lunch or how they pay for the school lunch or how they can even get their kid to and from school. Can they buy their kids supplies for school? That's what everybody's worried about. Yes, they still care about the cultural stuff, and that fight's still going to go on. That fight will always go on. 
But at some point, somebody's got to look at all of this data and realize we've got to make a pivot. We've got to start talking about these things because the American people are hurting and there's nobody still really talking about it all that much. 232-1542 is the number or use the KPL app chat. To send a message to the show, I'll get to those messages. I'll get to your calls when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, KPL. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and you're listening to the podcast version of my daily radio show. Now, if you want to listen live, all you need to do is download the KPL News app to your phone. You can listen live every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. and communicate with the show using the app's chat feature. So go over to your app store, download the KPL News app, and listen to my show every day from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Billy sends us a message from the KPL app chat. Billy, good to hear from you. He says he's using an app called Keeping His Rear at Home, although he didn't say rear, and he's not buying anything he can't afford. Clearly, he's not buying the good organic stuff at, at the grocery store. You should try it. It's very delicious. Anyway, I kid. Yes, a lot of people are trying to find more ways to save money, conserve their money, do better spending-wise. A lot more people really should be listening to Dave Ramsey. But neither here nor there. I, I can't say I listen to Dave Ramsey a whole lot. I'm not great with spending, but I also grew up with a financial planner as a father. So I get I got kind of the same lessons growing up. Uh, but anyway, yes. More people should be responsible with their spending, but part of the problem is those Starbucks drink Starbucks drinks are just too damn good. And so you got to go and you got to buy the flashy frappuccino and then go buy all the organic stuff from Whole Foods. Really, it's a lot of people who even are doing the simple things and going to Walmart, they're still struggling to not be as flippant about it there is some very real pain out there. And the American people are still hurting. It doesn't matter if the Biden team says things are going great, just look at the numbers, because the numbers only tell you part of the story. The rest of the story is how Americans feel, because truth or not, Truth or not, Americans do not feel more comfortable with the economy. Americans do not feel like things are hunky-dory. Americans are still afraid that a recession is looming. And in fact, economists even now, despite the fact that they predicted a recession would be here about midway through the year, we're now into the seventh month of the year, and it still hasn't happened, they're still saying, look, by the end of this year, by the beginning of next year, we could be seeing a recession. The signs are still there. And maybe they're wrong, and maybe the inflate, and maybe the Fed and the Biden administration somehow get us to a soft landing where there is no recession, but you can't have a sudden spike in the interest rate without there being some very real consequences, and I'm afraid that's what we're going to get to. The American people are hurting, and their pain isn't something in their heads. It's not them ignoring the numbers and just pretending to be a victim. There is very real financial pain there. And the American people are trying to find a way out. And they don't feel like anybody in the political sphere is offering any real solution right now. We'll see if somebody steps forward and starts giving the right message on that. 
As for me, though, I'm going to take this bottom of the hour news break. Fox Business coming up, followed by the Commodities Report. And, of course, your calls, your comments on the app. We'll have more, including what's going on with early voting and Republicans. Have that and more here on The Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, in case you miss any show, you can always go back and listen. They aren't lost forever once you listen to them. But I do have a request. If you guys listen to The Joe Cunningham Show and you like what you're listening to, go to your podcast app, wherever you're listening to this from, and give the podcast a rating and a review. That helps get the podcast out in front of more eyes so that we can help the show grow. Thanks again for listening to The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the program. I want to shift gears a little bit. So, the other day, Donald Trump did an interview with a Nevada newspaper. And in the interview... Uh, the interviewer said Governor Lombardo lost Clark County by six points. He lost Washoe County by two points, yet he still won the governorship. Additionally, he's recently signed legislation that would award $25 million to the Culinary Union. The Nevada GOP believes that that money is going to be used for ballot harvesting. Proponents claim it's going to be used for a capital improvement project that hasn't been identified. A GOP presidential candidate hasn't won Nevada since 2004. You lost Nevada twice. How do you win Nevada? Donald Trump's response was, uh, I think I won the last time. I think I won both times by a lot. This is a state that is disgraceful. You know, we sued on the basis of they robbed me. They robbed the vote at a level. We had a lawsuit that was so good and the judge didn't want to see it. He didn't even want to see it. It goes on and on. And this is playing out in in any discussion in several states, whether it's Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, whatever. The idea is once again playing out that the system is rigged, the vote was stolen, it's going to happen again, all sorts of similar claims. And I know that a lot of you out there believe there was some tomfoolery that helped steal the election. And to an extent... Yes, there was a lot of tomfoolery that does need to be answered for, like why the courts were so willing to allow states to change the rules of an election in the middle of an election. That shouldn't have happened. That needs to be fixed. But at the same time, Republicans are also complaining about things like early and absentee voting. Now, in an ideal world, Election day is set in the Constitution. We should use election day and election day only as the day we go out to vote. But that isn't the way the system is currently set up. And early and absentee voting are legal. Anybody can utilize it. But Republicans have been hesitant to. And a growing number of GOP officials are deciding it's time to play by their rules, meaning the Democrats. The Democrats have always used early and absentee voting to their advantage. They're now arguing that it's time to play by the Democrats' rules. In fact, 
uh, Republican governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, his PAC, the Virginia GOP, they're all working together to get people to go out and vote early. You may not know it, but this year there is a state Senate seat up in Virginia. Determines control of the Virginia legislature. This is the ad that they're running right now. Hey, it's Governor Glenn Youngkin. We're making Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. And to take us to the next level, I need your early vote this year. We can't go into our elections down thousands of votes. You can secure your vote before Election Day. Join the permanent absentee list or make a plan to vote early by mail or in person. We've made it easy to do at secureyourvotevirginia.com. It's time to go to work. That's Glenn Youngkin on in, in, in a 30-second ad about the importance of getting out to vote early or vote absentee. Utilize whatever tool is available to make sure that your vote is counted. And there are Republicans who are pushing back on this, but a lot of the Republicans who are pushing back on this are the same Republicans who were before the 2020 election saying, oh, they've changed the rules, it's going to be stolen, there's no point, that the Democrats have rigged the system. Do you know what happened in Georgia as a result of that? Tens of thousands of Republican voters in rural North Georgia stayed home. They did not go out to vote on Election Day in 2020, nor did they go to vote in the runoff election for the two U.S. Senate seats in early 2021. Republicans didn't go out to vote because they felt the the system was rigged. Why even bother? That kept Republican voters home. Now imagine the flip side of the equation. Imagine that Donald Trump and his team and his campaign and all of his allies were out there saying, the Democrats are doing this. The Democrats are going out and they are blowing up the early and absentee vote. We need to do the same. Everybody get out there and let your vote be counted right now. Don't wait till election day. Don't procrastinate. We're going to make sure they don't steal this from us. There would have been a lot more people going to vote. Because the message is positive. The message is, we're going to do this. We're going to beat the Democrats at their own game. The tools are out there for Republicans to win these races. But they have chosen... To cry foul, say it's not fair, play the victim, and refuse to move on. And as a result, the Republicans are struggling right now nationwide. Look at Florida. In Florida, in 2022... You had a massive Republican surge. And you know the first big sign about it? I remember talking about it on my show. The first big sign was Miami-Dade County before the election. When the early voting numbers came out, Miami-Dade County, for the first time in I don't remember how long, Miami-Dade County had more Republicans who voted early 
than Democrats. And what happened? Ron DeSantis won the state by nearly 20 points after just winning it by a hair in 2018. Across the state, Republicans won beautifully in their races. Because they got out the early vote. Ron DeSantis does not like early and absentee voting. He has talked down about it, but he has also utilized that as a tool to get his numbers up in elections. More Republicans need to be doing that. More Republicans need to be utilizing all of the tools that are available. Every single tool that the Democrats use, Republicans need to use the same tools. It's time to stop whining about their tactics and start using their tactics. If you want to win the election, stop whining, stop being a crybaby, and go out and win the elections based on the rules they have set. And if your first response to this is they've already rigged the game against us, then that's the problem right there, that mentality. If the game can be rigged, we'll go out there and take advantage of the rigging. It's not very hard to do that. The opportunity is there. Republicans have the tools, have the means to go out and get it done. One of the big problems with the Republicans, though, is they don't know how to raise money and use it properly. Republicans blew a lot of cash in 2022. Right now, one of their their most popular candidate in the primary is having to withhold money so he can pay his legal fees. The Democrats have the groundwork laid out. It's time for the Republicans to do the same thing. Youngkin is working with a political action committee and his state's party. The Virginia GOP is clearly doing something right because they have a Republican governor in the office. A fairly blue state has a Republican governor, a Republican lieutenant governor, and a Republican secretary of state because they laid the groundwork and they took advantage of the tools that were available. It's time to do that across the board. In Louisiana, we did that in 2022. In Louisiana, we had more Republicans voting than Democrats in early voting. That was a trend there for a while. And look what happened. Republicans won across the state. Republicans had a great year across the state in 2022. But we utilize early and absentee voting. But what about the places where they don't? What about the places where the state GOP has decried it again and again and they've refused to acknowledge it? They focused on Election Day voting and get out the vote efforts for Election Day and the get out the vote systems fail. People procrastinate and then they have, they're busy doing something else on Election Day every single time. It is high time that Republicans... Get off the bench, stop crying, and start playing the game the way the Democrats play it. The evidence is pretty clear. Republicans are fully capable of winning elections when they utilize every tool, early and absentee voting included. We saw that in Florida. We saw that in Louisiana. We saw that in states where Republican parties have adopted early and absentee voting. There are very fair complaints about those systems of voting. Early and absentee voting, yes, they are ripe 
for potential fraud. But the best way to make sure that there isn't fraud, use it yourself. Make sure your vote is counted. Make sure you and your family, all of their votes are counted. All your friends that are passionate about politics, make sure they go ahead and vote as early as possible so they can make sure their vote is in. Overwhelm them with numbers. If you're whining and crying about it being stolen, go and steal the damn thing back. And then once you're in the system, if you really want to make changes to early and absentee voting, you win the system by using it, and then you start to dismantle it from the inside, if that's really how you want to go about it. But stop whining, stop complaining, and actually go out there and use it so you can make the change yourself. 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. We'll take this last break of the day. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. If you're looking for more great conservative content throughout the day, why don't you head on over to my site, redstate.com. I'm a senior editor over there, and I work with a lot of great conservatives, putting out a lot of great news and opinion each and every day. Plus, if you use my name, Joe, as the promo code, you can subscribe with a discount to our VIP section where you'll get a ton more great content that you won't find anywhere else. Check out redstate.com today. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number. You can also send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, Billy, Bobby, and Mike all sending messages through the app chat, all checking in. Thank you guys very much for listening. Love hearing from y'all. Do you remember when the Trump administration revoked the press credentials of CNN reporter Jim Acosta? And it was the Biggest attack on freedom of the press that you have ever seen. It was straight up censorship. It was the worst thing in the history of the world. And that was a lot because this guy was an authoritarian. He was doing so many bad things, but this was the worst. New from a Washington Post reporter. White House formally warns reporter Simon Ataba that he will lose his White House press credentials if he continues to disrupt the press secretary's daily briefings. Simon Ataba is a black reporter. He reports for Africa Today News. I'm sorry, sorry. Today News Africa. He is their White House correspondent in Washington, D.C. And he interrupts the press secretary. And the White House has formally told him if he continues to do that, they will revoke his press credentials. How is this not being treated as a direct attack on freedom of the press? He's doing the exact same thing that that Jim Acosta did, except Jim Acosta not only did it in press briefings, he did it to Donald Trump when Donald Trump was speaking at events that the press wasn't even supposed to be asking questions at. Now, whether or not you think the press should be allowed to ask questions anywhere at any time is a different argument. The fact of the matter is that Jim Acosta knew the rules at all of these events and still broke them because he wanted his 15 minutes of fame and it got him a show that is failing on CNN. Simon Ataba, Today News Africa reporter in Washington, D.C., interrupts Corinne Jean-Pierre during press briefings and he is told if he does it again, he's going to lose his press credentials and that is somehow not an attack on the First Amendment. It's somehow not an attack on the freedom of the press. And the press is silent on it. 
that's the thing here. The rest of the press that was up in arms when Donald Trump's White House threatened to take away the press credentials of Jim Acosta and eventually did. That same White House and that same press corps who said all that about the First Amendment, about the freedom of the press, they're silent now. Because their preferred administration is now the one being interrupted and being questioned beyond the scope of what they deem to be proper. Once again, rules for thee, not for me. All right, you guys, you have a great one. I will talk to you again in 23 hours. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, also on Threads, the same username. If you've decided to go over to Threads, Meta's latest social media attempt, that's kind of like Twitter, but not. You can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email joe at redstate.com or you can find the podcast of the show and listen to any part of the show you missed at joecunninghamshow.substack.com. It is Wednesday, so that means Gary Cruz is joining Shannon on Shannon is Offsides. That'll be another great show. Talk to you guys again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.